Hello and welcome to Super Brothers. I am dazed and confused, Ryan Salinas. And I am crystal clear, Ismail. <laughs> I highly without coffee. I did have some you coffee. Have, you, need, you need to have coffee to be crystal clear. I was thinking when we when we do these talking episodes where we talk, I should be walking outside, walking the walk, and drinking some coffee. Mm-mm-mm. What is your coffee order? Uh, generally, I'm just plain regular coffee guy. Just black coffee? But no, I, I put a little bit of cream. A little bit of cream. A little sugar? No sugar. Cut that out a couple years ago. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. If I if I don't have sugar, heads will roll. Pro tip for people who want to cut the sugar out, because I was like that too. You can't, For me, I couldn't cut it all off right away. So I just like wrap it. I, I slowly decreased it. So if you had three sugars, I would have two and a half, two, and then I eventually got it to zero. And now I can't drink sugar. Like I just can't even drink the coffee with it. It's too much. So you don't realize how much sugar you're having. I, I absolutely realize how much sugar I'm having. I'm putting it in there. And I know I know exactly what I do. <laughs> it, I, I remember like back when I was working in the office, I, I had coworkers that were like the amount of sugar they put in their coffee literally blew my mind. Like I, I'll never forget this guy would put like one spoon, two spoons, three, four, and then he would take the whole glass of sugar and add more and i'm like oh my god that's that so insane. bad that's so bad for you well i mean whatever it's a thing uh so we have a story uh someone fell off a 360 <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but just saying that right after the music ended. Yeah, let me. Well, let me tell you this. I uh, it is a call that you absolutely do not want to get. So the way how it went down was it was essentially the most expensive weekend. I think of my entire career. There was events in Vegas, Dallas, Austin. All were super expensive and all had like ton of moving parts, massive productions, just huge. So that whole thing happened and I'm, I'm running to keep up with everything. So there's 16 staff at one event, there's airplanes and equipment traveling with people. Like it was just a lot logistically, like there was just so much happening. So We finished day one in Austin. I'm with the big team and John Paul is in Vegas doing another event. This, this is, uh, so I have advice going forward. However, what ended up happening was this event was a conference and I got the lead like three weeks prior and, or not, I'm sorry, three months prior. And it came from the assistant. She ended up doing some of the revisions. She's like, it's for a conference, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Then it gets passed over to the event production person. So like the agency booked it or the event planning company booked it or whatever. So they book it, sign, sale, delivered. Then I find out it's a marijuana conference. I'm like, oh, okay, so... In Vegas, there's a lot of dispensaries, and this particular event had every major player in the weed industry. So th- that's happening, and I I had finished a, a long, long, long day, and John Paul calls me, and 
he goes, we have a big problem. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, internet went out or something happened. Oh no, this is just, this is just what happened. Oh no! Our table! It's broken! Literally the equivalent of a 360 just breaking. So... Well, then I'm we not going to. We have we have another problem now. I'm I'm deaf in my left ear, but thanks thanks for that. <laughs> but the attendant that was with him, oh no, our three sixty, it's broken. That's what she said, and it was just the only saving grace in all this. Just, anyways. Um. So yeah. So then I end up getting the video, and the video. It, I, first of all, I truly believe that this woman. It, I believe it was an accident. I mean, I don't believe it was intentional. I, I don't think that it was malicious in any way, shape, or form. I truly believe it was an accident. So she stepped on the 360 and I guess lost her balance. It is so confusing to me how people think that they're like, am I going to move? No, sweetie, the camera moves. Well, is the platform going to move? Like they think it's going to like spin them around. I'm like, it's not a lazy Susan. It's you stay there and then everything moves around. Compound that with the fact that we're at a weed conference and everyone is high. No telling she lost her balance. So she's on the 360. It starts spinning. I have no clue what happened with her equilibrium. She goes flying forward and smashes into the arm. The arm was bent on like, well, first of all, the camera went flying, the arm bent down and the thing could no longer spin around. So it's not like, oh, let's just fix the arm. No, no. The whole thing just went kaput. Um, she ends up, I believe, breaking her nose and there's oh, like no. blood everywhere. I'm oh, like, oh, hell. So what that's ended a, that's up That's a nightmare. Like she actually that, broke her nose. Was absolutely. this also- was this during the end, towards the end of the event or towards the this middle? This was dead at the middle. Hmm. So, and meanwhile, this particular client was slow to get with me on logos. Uh, there was so many sponsors with this event. So they had like, I don't know, 12 or 15 logos that needed to end up on the outro. So what I was doing was... I did like their hashtag did the captured content. And then I did all the logos going really fast in like three and a half seconds. So a lot of sponsors, a lot of stuff happening and events going well. I'm seeing the video. It's fantastic. I mean, it was at a really cool venue. They had like a lot of artwork. There's lights everywhere. Like it was just great. You know, the music was, it was, it was hopping. Like it was just a fabulous, fabulous event. And the output was fabulous. So I was really proud of my team that the video that they're producing is just beyond stellar. So this woman gets on and r- ruins all of that. And first of all, I believe she was embarrassed, like beyond belief. Like she, I, I'm not even sure if she recognized that she broke her nose or whatever. But um, and I believe it was on asphalt. So I'm pretty sure it was a hard fall. So everyone goes to check her. They make sure that she's okay. She's beyond embarrassed and scrams like she like leaves um, because she's embarrassed that she just broke this like massive piece of equipment. So 
the attendants try and like fix it, realize it's beyond fixable. And I say, take photos of everything, try and get her contact information, you know, take photos of what happened. Thank God we actually had the video of this. Like, thank God, like we have like the video of her falling. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it would have gone the way it did. So it is, I think now 2 a.m. my time, uh, you know, midnight Vegas time. I've had an 18 hour day that's now getting longer. So I'm like, take photos of this, try and get their contact information, try and do this, try and do that. And uh, she ended up scramming. And I believe security escorted her out. Like they make sure that she was okay. And then I guess they kicked her out. So that, that, I immediately that seems, started. That seems a little rude. <laughs> Well, first of all, first of all, Vegas is a little bit weird like that. I think that if anything happens in a club, you get kicked out. Like there, there's just no questions asked. Um, so I think this was kind of like a similar situation. And again, I don't know her state of mind. I don't know, you know, how whacked out she was. I know nothing. All well, I can sounds, go after, huh? I was just saying, it sounds like you had two main problems here. Uh, one you don't have equipment for the rest of the event. And two, you have potentially a legal liability if this person broke their nose and wants to come after you. And and what ended up happening was I had events right after that. So we had three 360s back to back to back right after this with now no equipment. So I start figuring out the problems. I sent an email to uh 360 manufacturer i'm like this is a shot in the dark can you overnight me something like literally that email went out at like 2 a.m and that was the first thing that happened next i'm getting on the phone with my insurance saying what do you need how do i how do how do i submit a claim so i submit a claim and they're like, is everyone okay? Do you have the contact information of the person that fell? I was like, I do not have that information. And, and the question that came up was, you know, do you think this person is going to come after you for damages? And I said, no. And I, I, I don't believe that she is going to come after for damages. However, I have equipment and property that is damaged beyond replaceable. I need it replaced. And you know, that's just kind of how it went down. So I get the, I get the claim submitted and I had to submit the photos. I had to submit, you know, what the, you know, 360 value is, how much it's going to cost to replace it. Um, you know, sent the video of what happened. So we have proof of that. Thank God. Um, Next, you know, 8 a.m., I get an email saying, yes, we have this available. You know, it's $4,000. I said, charge the card. They sent it. All the events happened. The subsequent events happened, you know, without a hitch. Everything went fine. Um, we had to wait about two days for them to approve the claim. Claim was approved. I had money in my account. That was, that happened on a Friday, I think I had money in my account that Tuesday for the full amount. So it sounds like if, if we're trying to give people lessons here, like this is an example of why you need insurance. Um, obviously, 
a lot of venues require proof of insurance to work there. Um, but this is a, this is a perfect example of how you're working events, whether people are on substances or just drinking or just, mm. you know, accidents happen. Uh, things can get, people can get hurt. Your equipment can get damaged. So for those two primary reasons, you need to make sure you're covered because like Ryan just explained, what if your equipment's damaged and you have an event right after? Do you have the funds to buy the equipment without insurance? Like maybe you do, yeah. maybe you don't, but, but you need to think about these angles to protect yourself and protect your business because it's not even just about losing money on that next event. It's about the clients. Like these are important clients that you, you want to make sure you keep. And if you just pull out last second, uh, they're not going to book you again. Absolutely not. And the, the issue was the event that we had the day after was like $9,700 of, of a 360. So I am absolutely not going to refund $9,000. Like that is just absolutely not an option. I'd rather spend, you know, the four or five grand on a new one, eat it and keep the client happy. So there was a the lot only, of stuff happening, huh? The only challenge there is that, like, obviously it's worth paying for a new one, but the only challenge there is, can you get one in time? And it sounds like you were fortunate that you were able to get one that quickly. What if the person couldn't overnight it to you? What was going to be plan B? Thank God plan A worked, because I don't know. Um, I feel like what I would, so let me, let me throw an idea out there, because well, I don't, so I don't know the, if, yeah. So the next plan would probably have been your plan is to call someone else and say, Hey, can I use your 360? Exactly. Yeah. For me, that's just not an option. I, 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 I can't do that. It's not an option until you have no other options. Even, even then I, I don't think I would have done it. If you, if you have no other option, that's the only one or you have to refund and cancel. You're going to refund and cancel. Uh, Probably, and I would have had to have sent other equipment in its place. Um, but why? Why would you? Why is that? Why are you so against it? So the 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 problem is, I I cannot white label. It's just a policy that I've always had, just because I've been screwed over by it before. So what's going to happen is, some let's just say someone white labels for me. It's happened more often than not where they're going to say, "Oh, we'll just call me next time." Or the client knows that it's a white label because it's happened before and skips directly to that person. So, and it, and it only happens with like, it's only happened a couple times with like a sleazy client. Like that's kind of happened before. Um, but again, it's just not an option for me. Like I, 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 I can't do that. You know? Yeah, no, I respect that. I, I just think, I don't know. That'd be tough for me to do to turn away that money and that client if I can just this one special time work with someone else. But I, I, I do understand the general policy that you you have. And I think it's only because it's like me. I don't think that – I think everyone else, it, it probably they could white label. But I don't know. You really, really, really have to trust that person. And there's only very few people that I would trust to do that. Um but yeah, I don't know. So that's I mean, that's totally agreed. And I think one of the I forgot which episode it is, but it's one of the early ones. I talked about uh, white label where it turned into a disaster for me. Um, but but this is also why it's worth networking in the industry, getting to know people in your area because maybe you do form a bond and build that trust with someone where you're willing to do it, right? But if you don't have that trust, it's very hard to pass your client on to someone else. Hundred percent. Yeah, it would. That would. It, I don't know. I just don't do it. I'd rather turn away the business. Um, 
But anyways, so the next thing that happened that kind of changed is how we handle incident reports. So now that we have an incident report, because now this stuff is, listen, if you have a 360, it's bound to happen. Someone's going to fall, you know, just hope they don't break your equipment. It's just going to happen. Now we have an incident report in place to where if this does happen, I need the attendant to fill all that out immediately. Get the contact information of the person, get the statement of the person, you know, take photos of everything. Is everyone all right? You know, was were the police call? All that stuff. Because that's the information that I have to send to the insurance company whenever it happens. So that number one. Number two is if you have attendance, you have to make sure that they are not putting people in compromising positions. So if there is a person that does not want to get on the 360, do not make them get on. Step one, I know that I have a couple of tenants that are like, oh, come on, do it. La, 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 la. This is not the time and place to encourage people. If they do not want to do it, if they are not comfortable to do it, putting them on there, do not put them on there. That's number two. Um, next is this also happened in almost the very first 360 I did. Uh, we had a Halloween party and everyone was majorly intoxicated. And this is, you know, 2018, I think, or something like that. And someone wanted to get on the 360 and she's beyond drunk and she is in high heels. And I'm looking at her and I said, ma'am, I cannot have you on here. And she's like, oh, come on. I'm fine. Absolutely not. These people are impaired. They cannot make rational decisions. It is your responsibility to make that decision for them. I have no problem making decisions for people. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. She wants to get on? Absolutely not. And I remember at this same event, there were these two drunk girls. They came up. They didn't want to wait in line. And she goes, well, if we come back in like 30 minutes, can we just like get on? We don't want to wait in line. I'm like, I go, no, absolutely not. If you would like to get on, please wait in line. So they leave, come back, and 30 minutes later, like, okay, can we get on now? I was like, no. She's like, you said. I was like, you said. I did not agree. Absolutely not. Like, I have no problem shutting this stuff down. And that's the problem. I was like, this isn't Disney Fast Pass. Like, I'm not just going to, like, lightning lane you in here. Like, absolutely not. Like, I don't know. That was that was. another kind of issue whenever you have people that are trying to be forceful with you you very much have to stand your ground and just kind of not allow it to happen funny enough that first one she was so pissed off that i would not let her on she took her fingernail and took out the ethernet cord you know how like that ethernet cord has like that little like thing that like pops in and locks it into the like the computer yep she broke it with her nail her 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 thumbnail broke it so the internet shuts down and we were stopped for like 30 minutes because she broke it she was that vindictive and i was i was beyond furious at this point like could not handle her crap and at that point i'm telling security you need to kick this person out i i do not care at this point so Anyways, that's a little bit off a tangent and a little bit more extreme of that, but it it absolutely does happen. So, um, yes. in, in this example where the person got hurt, broke her nose, and the equipment was damaged, it, it sounds like you had the insurance that worked out. You found new equipment for the yeah. future events that worked out. But what about yep. for the remainder of that event? Was the client upset that it, 
you couldn't keep doing the 360. What happened? Told there? told the client this person broke it, and here's the video of it. And I'm sorry. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. If someone is is b- breaks the equipment, that's clearly not our fault, and I'm not and I'm not going to replace it. And I believe he knew that and did not call and ask for a refund. Did not call for anything. So it was it was fine. So okay, so. Basically, it was tough, tough luck, and yeah, you didn't yeah, have to absolutely. refund them or do anything. All right. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Because I wonder how I mean, they felt though, because obviously it's not your fault, but they're they're also losing out in the situation as well. So I wonder as as am I if and they would consider booking you again, or if that just like left a sour taste in their mouth. I'm just curious you, their perspective. You know, I have I have absolutely no idea, and at the same time, I don't care to have that client again. I I, I really don't. Um, and there have been. Uh, a couple of instances where that's kind of happened um, where I, I had a funny enough, it was a weed client again. And th- there was a person that was very forceful with one of the attendants and was like pointing and touching his chest really hard. Like you're going to do this. And uh, had that interaction continued, I probably would have said, just walk and I don't care. Um but you know it it happens. So, so if more, moral of the story, stay away from weak lines. Well, I mean that's not <laughs> always just, the case because some of them have been really great. However, I had an attendant that was like, "Well, what if he calls you on Monday? Have him call me on Monday. I will absolutely take that phone call because there are things that probably shouldn't have happened." Um, so, anyways, that was that was the issue with that one. The whole point of this also is to recognize you need to have insurance and make sure that your coverages cover all sorts of different scenarios. Uh, There are insurances that, so for example, we have a lot of storage units. My regular business commercial insurance will not cover uh, equipment at storage units. So I have to make sure that those storage units have their own independent insurances with that particular uh, with that particular location, because if there was a burn down, my business insurance wouldn't cover it. So I have to make sure that that stuff is covered. If stuff is stolen, you have to make sure that, you know, who's going to cover it is the, is the car insurance going to cover it? Is the, is the property damage going to cover it? Is the regular insurance going to cover it? You have to think of all these sorts of scenarios. For example, this event happened in Vegas I found out all of my insurance stuff was in Texas. It only happened that this particular scenario that it was under that I didn't own the the location where this app where this was at. I had a contract saying this was at this particular event at this particular location that it was covered. Had it been another scenario, it may not have been covered. So always talk to an insurance agent. Cover everything. I would always rather overcover than under. So you have to make sure that is what if someone steals it at my location? What if someone steals it at a different location? Uh, apparently there's a marine and inland policy that covers everything in between. So work with your insurance agent to figure out all the million different scenarios that could happen. If if there was if we were at a venue and that venue flooded, what insurance would cover that? You know, what would happen if, you know, your attendant gets in a car wreck and someone rear ends you and who covers that? There's a million different scenarios. Always work that out with an insurance agent. 
Yeah, my last bit of advice here is that this is also an example of why you should always be charging appropriately, right? You don't want a crazy issue to severely like hamper your business, right? So you want to make sure you're charging enough to afford insurance. Um, if anything like this happens, let's say the person wanted to sue you or who knows what can happen, right? You want to make sure that you're charging enough to cover any of these unexpected liabilities or expenses or, or issues. If you have to buy new equipment, there's another event too soon and you didn't get the money from the insurance yet. So like you, you just want to make sure you're charging enough, um, particularly for things like it's not just because, oh my God, it's harder to carry the 360 equipment or the mirror booth equipment. It's also because there's other, there's more things that can go wrong, right? That's per, that's why those events are usually charged more for. So make sure you're charging appropriately. Yeah. And another thing is, for example, whenever we talked about, um, you know, any sort of like celebrity event, I always make sure that stuff is well overcharged because there are certain clients that are just going to be more handholdy and you're going to have to do more things and there's more admin time associated with that. So you absolutely need to, you know, charge appropriately for that. 